Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to the Get a Little Weird podcast. My name's Nate. Um, the sound quality on the first bit of this episode is going to be trash, probably because well, people are some people are going to think it's tr- trash because it's being recorded in my car that has a horrible exhaust leak. Um, and if you listen to the last episode, you'll 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 remember. You know, you'll recognize this sound that's in the background because um, I am record I am recording in the car this first bit. Um, so this, I've got a story at the beginning of the podcast, um, and um, this story is brought to you by unofficially, of course, um, is brought to you by um, McAllister's deli in Richmond, Indiana. Um, I had never... Okay, I can't say that. I have been to McAllister's once. So McAllister's was built in front of the Richmond Mall like a couple years ago. I think it was in like 2018, which is now almost like four years ago. Um, Maybe it was even 2017 when it was built. But I kind of came one day. It was... I, I know I know the date I went there. I just don't know when it, it came into town. But so the date that I went there was the Saturday before my birthday um, in 2018, and I had like three bucks in my pocket in cash, and uh, I had worked a half day at Paragon, and I came to uh, the like the strip or whatever the you know, the Walmart side of town, um, National Road East, uh, 40, you know, everything out here. Um, if you know the area, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I was going to go to Speedway to get a tea, but, uh, I kind of, I think I had a bad experience at Speedway with the tea, and I was like, I typed into my phone, like, places to get sweet tea in Richmond, Indiana, (laughs) um, and so I, one of the suggestions from Google was, uh, McAllister's, um, they're evidently famous for their sweet tea, so I'm, uh, I, I come out here to McAllister's, go inside, it was actually funny, Tyler Moore was sitting in there, um, and he was uh, the last youth leader that I had, um, and uh, really good friend, um, really good mentor, uh, somebody I look up to for sure. And he he was in there, um, I think, with his wife, um, and I was like, "Hey guys," you know, I sat and talked with them for like a second. And then I got up and I was going to get my sweet tea, um, so I buy this large sweet tea. You know, it cost almost the th- the whole three dollars that I have. Um, and I take a sip of the sweet tea and it's just nasty, like trucker pee, nasty. Like there's this thing I I like to call, um, Indiana tea, uh, or Indiana sweet tea, which is like, um, the gist of, the gist of Indiana sweet tea is like a person from Indiana um, 
kind of knows what sweet tea is. You know, it's tea and it's water and sugar. Um, but for some reason, they screw it up. Uh, you'll taste this a lot at gas stations besides Speedway. Uh, Speedway has it right. Um, you'll taste this at half of the McDonald's's in Indiana um, for some reason. Uh, you'll taste this um, at most rest, most other restaurants in Indiana. I don't know if it's the water um, that's in Indiana. I mean, most Indiana city water is disgusting. Um, the best the best water there is in Indiana, true, truly, is if you have a natural spring or if you have a well um, or Brownsville. Liberty water, yeah. Liberty and Brownsville water is really good, but it, that's the thing. It's not a city, really. It's just town water. Like, town water's cool. City water's yucky. So, um, so yeah. So, I, I take this sip of this evidently world-famous sweet tea, and it just tastes like Indiana sweet tea. It's disgusting. And I told the lady, because I don't know why she... I went in there tonight, okay, and there's, like, this thing called, like, the tea bar, and you, like, serve yourself. Even post-COVID, I mean, this is happening, that you actually get to serve yourself, which is crazy. Um, and I guess it wasn't this way then, because I remember the lady rang me up, she turned around, and then she gave me the sweet tea, and I drank it. And I was like, this is nasty. I don't typically say to a person, hey, the product you gave me is nasty, Normally, I'll just grin and bear it or whatever. But I spent almost $3 in hard-earned cash on this thing. So I'm like, yeah, screw that. I'm not getting, you know, messed out of some money. So um, I was like, I I would like this replaced because um, it's just gross. And uh, the lady looked me in the eyes, told me that I was wrong that it truly was sweet tea and she told me to shut up and leave um so I very calmly because even then I was calm I maybe not on my face maybe I was actually really angry looking on my face but I did not I did not burst out at this at this older woman I quietly put the tea down on the counter and I walked out um, and I, uh, what in the world? Sorry, guys. I am, I'm at an unfamiliar place right now. I'm trying to get out of Richmond. Um, yeah, so I quietly put the tea down and I left. I did what the woman said and I just left and I ditched my $3 tea and I swore I made a pact, a blood oath. <laughs> that I would never go back to uh, that I would never go back to McAllister's in Richmond but here it is today it's uh, my dad's birthday actually uh, missed out big time you probably need to call him honestly um, so <laughs> here I am in Richmond, Indiana and I'm like trying to figure out I'm, it's just me I'm like what do I want to eat and I thought about I thought about Indian food, and I was like, 
Oh, like, the thought of it was kind of a little bit repulsive. I've never had Indian food, by the way. But the, the thought of it was a little bit turning my stomach, and I was like, so there's this place, I, I, I'll, I'll name it because I'm not actually talking trash about it. Um, I hear it's great from everybody that I know that likes Indian food. They say it's great. Even a guy from, I'm pretty sure, maybe I dreamed this, but even a guy from India that I know from Miami, or who was a, a, used to be a Miami student, I believe he had it once when he came to Richmond and said it was good. Maybe, it, I don't know. <laughs> it's evidently good. So I was like, well, let me, I was, you know, I was doing the responsible thing and driving and looking at my phone at the same time. And I was like, well, let me look at the, let me look at the website and let me figure out, um, you know, their menu. Because I also have heard that um, Indian food is not a thing that you just like go try by yourself. You kind of need to try it with someone who is well versed in it. Um, because you're paying for something and you can't just go, ooh, this is like too hot or too yucky. I want my money back. I mean, you could, but you'd be a jerk and I'm not trying to be a jerk. So, um, so I go to the website and I look up, I just typed it in and I went to scroll down on this website for the, for the restaurant and, uh, I saw a picture of the food and I was like, nope. And I don't know why. I love food. I love trying new foods, but there was something about that. I don't know. I absolutely don't know what it is. But so if anybody wants to buy me Indian food for my first attempt at trying Indian food, I'm fine. But I will not be spending money on Indian food because I don't want to spend like 15 bucks and uh, and be out my money and be out a meal. Um, I'll even go halvesies on something if somebody wants me to go try um, the Indian food. But I just can't go the full... I can't just go full on out for it. Um, so that was, that was originally my choice. I was like, man... <clears throat> Man, what else is there in Richmond that I haven't tried that, uh, you know, hasn't, um, I was going to say hasn't, hasn't been a bad experience when I went to go try it the first time. Because I, I, I went to Firehouse, um, or, yeah, Firehouse Barbecue in the Depot District once, but I... I got in there, and it's like a bar, too, and it was so crowded and noisy, I just didn't want to be in there, but, um, so I was, like, thinking about, I was like, well, that, you know, there are some other places, but they're a little bit more high-end, you know, I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on dinner for myself, you know, because sometimes you go out and you eat by yourself, and it's lame, because you don't got anybody to talk to, or you don't have anyone to talk to, and, and, and so it just kind of feels lame or whatever, but, uh, no, I, uh, so I, I thought about it, I was like, man, McAllister's, the last time that Stephanie and I were at the mall, I had made mention that I might go try it sometime, and she's, she looked at the menu and didn't really see anything worth getting or whatever, so, um, 
So we, uh, I ended up going there. Um, I did order sweet tea. Um, and I'll tell you, that sweet tea is very, very, very good. Um, I was blown away. It had to have been unsweetened tea that, like, a witch dipped her dirty, you know, mole fur finger in and stirred, you know, because, uh, because it's, this, dude, this sweet tea is awesome. I'm not going to say it's the best sweet tea I've ever had. To be totally honest and super braggy, the, the sweet tea I make at home is the best sweet tea I've ever had. Um, besides my mom's when she, uh, when she didn't do it the diabetic way. Um, <laughs> um, her, her formula has kind of changed over the years to, uh, to suit medical, you know, The restrictions and stuff on sugar um, and then the types of tea that she uses but anyways so the the sweet tea kicks butt um, so I have no problem saying that um, the sandwich that I got kicked butt so I ordered the sandwich it was uh, um, Southwest chicken sandwich I don't know it's <laughs> Sorry guys, I had to I had to pause the recording for a sneeze. Um, Stinking knocked the wind out of me. Anyways, um, so this sandwich it's like a Southwest Chipotle chicken. No, I think that was another one. It had the word Southwest and the word chicken in it, and I don't think there's two of those on the menu. So this um, this chicken sandwich had a had a bunch of like breast meat chicken on there it had um some kind of cheese i don't know what kind of cheese it was good um the bun is like a ciabatta roll and it's like really 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 like a good bun um it seemed very fresh the bun did um it had uh like diced chilies corn and black beans that they smash up and make it into a paste that's like the sauce on the sandwich essentially it's just more like a paste um which when I read that on the menu I thought I don't know you know that's kind of weird but I'm telling you, it was awesome. And then the big kicker for me um, is they put what amounts to almost a whole medium-sized avocado on there. Um, there was avo- you know avocado, avocado, avocado um, slices on there, and I'm talking like some were a half inch thick. Um, and it all around it was awesome flavors um the sandwich filled me up before I even got to my side typically I'll eat a side before the uh before the sandwich like at a place like that um 
I ate the sandwich first, yeah, and, and thought, man, do I even have room for my side? Well, the side I got was um, potato salad, and uh, that was the bomb. I mean, it was it was killer. It was really good. Um, all around, a really good experience. I think it came out came out to about thirteen bucks, which is pricey um, for just going to eat um, by yourself. Um, but I, yeah, I really enjoyed myself. Um, so that's not the, I said there was a story, you know, and it's brought to you by, uh, McAllister's and the, the, so this, all this about the sandwich, I just want to pump them up about the sandwich and, and, and maybe, uh, and maybe, uh, give you guys the challenge, you know, to maybe go and get that sandwich if you like stuff on the spicier side and uh it's yeah I don't know it's really good worth it worth a shot so they had um they had ESPN2 on on television in there this is actually the story now um and so um Northwestern girls softball was playing versus uh, Minnesota girls softball it was like the end of the second inning um when I sat down and started watching um and so so I'm watching uh I'm watching all this stuff and, you know watching uh I kind of I kind of gotten into baseball and stuff so I'm, I'm watching real hard you know and uh these people that are like two boosts away from me the guy was watching the whole time or whatever and he's sitting across from his girlfriend, and uh, and he looks at her, and I thought he was joking at first until I saw his face, and then I saw his girlfriend's face. Um, but he goes to get up to get a refill before he leaves, and he looks straight at his girlfriend, and he says, uh, <laughs> he says, girls don't know how to play sports well and I'm like dude like you suck like I don't care have that opinion that's fine it's not fine but have that opinion the reason he said it was because there was a grounder that came out um, past second base and the midfielder uh, no, that was the second baseman that ball popped up popped up off the ground and it hit her glove it hit the inside of her glove but it was going fast enough that it popped up and behind her off the bounce and uh they let a they let a run score, and it's it's just like anyone in that position would have done. She had her glove open. The ball hit her glove, and it took an unfortunate bounce away behind her. And so the guy looks at the television. He rolls his eyes. He gets up. He says, he looks right at his girlfriend, and he says. Girls don't know how to play sports well. And you sh- 
should have seen the look on this girl's face. I mean, she was just a bunch of different stuff. Sad, mad, probably wondering why she was there with that fat slob idiot. Um, and so my thing is, if you have that opinion, just keep it to yourself. Like, there's no reason to look at any woman and say that. But particularly, there's no reason for you to look at your girlfriend right in the eyes and say, girls don't know how to play sports well. <laughs> so, I... Yeah, if, if you're a guy... Um, and that's your opinion. Just keep it to your dang self. Um, that's a secret worth keeping. Because you're going to look like an idiot if you let it slip out. So, uh, yeah, that story was brought to you by the Southwest Chicken Thing at, um, at McAllister's. Go there. Um, and once again, if, uh, if, you, if you like Indian food and you want to you want to get me to like it, or uh, at least see me have a look of disgust on my face, then hit me up. We'll go have these on something. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know what the rest of this episode is going to be like, but uh, let's just in like five seconds figure it out. Hey guys, um, turns out this is going to be one of those episodes that happens over a spate of weeks. <laughs> so, um, funny, funny little story. Um, I, I thought about telling this story when Stephanie was on the podcast, but it was, cause she's eventually going to be on this episode, but, um, she was kind of not happy. So I'll just tell her bit of it and she doesn't have to know. <laughs> no, not really, but, um, <laughs> I will tell her that I told this, but so I was really pumped on McAllister's, right? And I knew there was other there were other sandwiches on the menu. I knew I could not get that uh, Southwest chicken thing with her there. I liked it. She's like not, uh, yeah. For all for all intents and purposes, she is deadly deadly allergic to peppers. Um, specifically bell peppers. I think, honestly, you could probably put, like, a ghost chili under her nose, and it would be less bad than a bell pepper, but there's something specific about a bell pepper where when she breathes it in, um, there's a... To her, it's a toxin, but there's an essence that comes out of a bell pepper specifically that, uh, uh, cause her throat to sort of, uh, try to close up on her, so, um, and sometimes it's worse than others, but like, um, uh, like Taco Bell's cheese, like Pizza Hut's cheese, um, at times has more jalapenos in it, and she can hit, she can eat that, but like if she catches a whiff of it, there's like something nasal about it that her body like goes, nope, close the throat, close the throat, and I don't, I don't get that, it's weird, but, um, um, and you know, we don't go to the doctor, so it's not like the doctor could tell us anything about it. Um, but 
Well, anyways, so we're we're at uh, we're up doing some shopping, and I was like, so what's uh, what let's uh, what do you say about you know maybe going to Calisters? Kind of jokingly, and she was like, you know, you talked a lot about it. Let's just go. So we end up going. Um, long story short, what she ordered um, was not what she thought she ordered. Um, she saw cheese sauce on the menu for her baked potatoes. She ordered it. Um, I even asked the people there, like, it says Rotel, um, cheese sauce. So, like, does it have onions, peppers, tomatoes, like the Rotel sauce in the store? And they just didn't really seem like they knew what the answer was so they kind of sort of gave us an answer stephanie went with it ends up there's tomato chunks all which she has texture issues um i believe she's talked about it on the show before um and i used to have those same texture issues with tomatoes um specifically tomatoes watermelon that kind of stuff uh, what i would consider a fleshy fruit um and uh so i end up uh you know, she she gets the potato. She's really just bummed because there's like a whole tomato worth of tomato chunks in this uh, in this cheese sauce on her potato. So I was like, hey, uh, you just order another one. And what we didn't actually understand is when you order a spud there, that's what it's called. You actually get a a duo of spuds. It's two big, huge potatoes. But turns out the um, I don't know how long those have been sitting on the line. These potatoes were. They were burnt to crap like um specifically the one that she got at the end there um and i had ordered reuben sandwich so what ended up happening is i ended up eating her rotel potato uh her tomato potato <laughs> and uh she ate the most of the plain one kind of gave up because it was kind of burntish and she also doesn't due to texture issues she doesn't eat skins on potatoes either um and so uh i ended up keeping my reuben for the next day or whatever which you know it ended up being good and and the potato salad that came with it which is bomb like i said um but i just wonder what that reuben would have tasted like but i just don't think we're gonna go back there i might if i'm like out on a saturday or well on a day off or whatever and drive by and need to spend $13 on lunch or whatever I might do it again but uh yeah so crazy crazy day kind of bad experience there um but but this episode in fact is still um unofficially uh supported and brought to you by McAllister's in Richmond <laughs> um let's see also, there was something else that I was going to talk about on here, and I knew I knew it a second ago, and now I forgot it. That's really, really weird. Um, oh, yes, yes. I, I looked at the nature around me that I'm standing in. You could probably hear birds chirping in the background. Um, but uh, I've recently taken up fishing. And I had been fishing when I was in 
uh, ages probably three to 12 at, at points, specifically a lot with my grandparents, maybe a time, a time or two with the whole family, you know, but, uh, I, I, a couple months ago, I thought, you know, I think I'm going to do it this year. I've been playing with the idea. Um, so I went ahead and, uh, I got, um, got a fishing license and I've really, really enjoyed fishing. Even the days, there's only been one day that was kind of a bust. Um, and I just wasn't in the right headspace. I think that for me, um, I, I enjoy uh, meditative practice um, and have folded that kind of into my life over the last year. And uh, I think fishing is part of that, for me, it's part of that, ther that self-therapy, that uh, meditative practice. Um, I do feel closer to human, you know, I spend so much time, which is something I've been fighting lately, but I do spend too much time on my phone, um, for not good reasons. I mean, if I was spending all my time on my phone, cause I was always on the podcast or always doing social media for the podcast or, or art, uh, promotion for my art and stuff like that. I, I could excuse that as a business, you know, practice, but I'm not practicing business or anything. I'm not even practicing technically anything fun when I, when I'm, uh, held slave to my phone. So it's, you know, it's been 80, it's been playing with the idea of 80 degrees here for the last couple of weeks. And, uh, except for some major drop-offs and some rain and stuff. And so on my days off, I've been trying to fish. I think my fish total for the last three weeks is, uh, I think 16, no, 18 fish. And that's, I mean, that's been the, that's been the point in time I've been catching fish has actually been the last two weeks. Cause the weeks prior, maybe it was a little bit cold. The first two weeks I tried to fish and I actually didn't know what I was doing. I had barely gotten my, my uh, rod, um, you know, I barely, barely had gotten line on it, barely had gotten it set up the way that I wanted to fish with, but I, I've got it set up to fish with now um, the way I want to. My uh, dad, two, two Sundays ago, got me a, uh, or he, he gave me a, uh, my dead uncle's, uh, which was one of my mom's brother's, uh, old, uh, tackle box set that, that he had left at my parents' house. It's got a bunch of different stuff in it. I've got an uncle I, uh, met up with at the river on just pure happenstance on Mother's Day, and he, uh, one of my mom, uh, mom's surviving brothers, and he, uh, he hooked me up with some fishing gear too. So I'm pretty much set. Uh, I've caught, let's see, four, four different types of fish so far. Um, I've caught bluegill. I've caught um, 
this weird fish I'd never heard of called the horny headed chub. It looked like a catfish, but without, uh, without whiskers. And it felt like a catfish too. It was very, very slimy, very gross feeling, uh, kind of on the first, you know, catching one. Uh, I caught, yeah, three of those. Um, and then I caught, uh, I caught a rock bass. No, I only caught two of those horny headed chubs. Uh, then I caught a rock bass, and I caught, uh, like I said, a bunch of bluegill and a bunch of uh, white bass down in Brownsville. So that was, uh... oh, and I caught a largemouth ba bass yesterday. I forgot about that. But it's been really fun. Stephanie's pulling in the driveway, so I'm going to get off here. But if you get the chance to go buy a fishing license, you got the time, and you want to enjoy nature, Definitely do it. The Venge 7 fold is playing in the background. Who's that? It's the podcast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Say hello to the podcast. Hello, podcast. I told your story about the uh, the bad experience at, uh, at the, uh, the sandwich place, McAllister's. Yes. They're an, un they're an unofficial um, uh, supporter of this podcast. But. I guess I no longer am. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, it's half and half. What do you want to say? Um, I am hungry. What's for dinner? <laughs> McAllister's, baby. No! <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, so there's another corporate food sponsor, unofficial uh, corporate food sponsor for this episode, and that is Arby's. Home of the Wagyu Steak Burger. I really had to question whether this was going to really be... Because do I... I'm not Japanese. I really actually don't know what Wagyu is. But I I hear that it's... From what food shows and stuff I've watched on Food Network and on the internet and stuff. I've gathered that it's essentially just um, really fancy meat. Like... like Better than, like, even 95.5 that you can buy at the grocery store. Like, it's marbling. It's, like, superior. Um, and so, it's just superior meat. But I was like, what's the price point on superior meat at Arby's? Because, like, their brisket sandwiches are, like, pretty up there in price. Like, you... You get into the eleven and twelve dollar range when you get into combos uh, on the brisket sandwiches and things like that at Arby's, um, and they do have a little bit of different. Like they have for well for the one brisket sandwich that I used to get, they had uh, Gouda, which I don't think is a staple at Arby's. It's not something Gouda cheese is not something they just have laying around. It's a limited time thing, so that could have added to the price also, but. Um, so the other day, I was going to get the Wagyu steak burger for lunch at work um, because I did not have uh, food to take with me at work. I end up chickening out. I get my go-to when it's on two for six, which is the uh, chicken bacon, chicken bacon ranch, I think. Because they used to have chicken bacon Swiss. I think this is chicken bacon ranch. It might even have Swiss on it. No, it has cheddar on it. That's that's what it is. So it's 
Chicken bacon, chicken bacon cheddar ranch, I think is actually what it is now that I think of it. Really good sandwich. I got two of those. And you know, where does my mind go? You, you get a sandwich, you need a side. Not thinking that your second sandwich is already the side, Nate. Come on. So, I also got a six-piece mozzarella stick. So, lunch was altogether too expensive and altogether too much food that I, you know, very quickly crushed. I think I ate it all within 10 minutes and then went back in. And that first hour of being back in at work was, like, awful. My stomach hurt. <laughs> um, but great sandwiches, great mozzarella sticks. If you've never had their mozzarella sticks, go to Arby's and grab those. But so then two nights later, I ended up grabbing... Um, I ended up grabbing the Wagyu steak burger through the drive-thru on the way home. Uh, and I just actually, what I did, I guess their drive-thru wasn't open. That's right. So I went in and then I was like, well, I don't really want to eat in here. It's in a gas station. And I, there's nothing wrong with sitting down and eating in a gas station, but it's right off the interstate. And uh, I just don't want the possibility to get sick. I don't know why. I guess it's because they travel a lot, but I, I think I just, uh, I equate truckers with sickness. <laughs> um, they're, they're somehow related in my head. So I, I get the food, I go out to the car, and I just rolled the windows down and ate in the car. There was a nice breeze that day, although it was like 84 degrees. I smell this burger, and I already know it's going to be good. A point I think I was trying to make like two minutes ago that I did not get to make was that, um, so I, I do not know what, I do not know other than that, that it is quality meat, what Wagyu is. And also what I do not know is exact percentage of meat that you have to have in something to call it a certain meat. I think this is what they're going by. I don't think this is fully Wagyu, you know, steak burger, but this is a steak burger that is made with a with the right amount of proportion of Wagyu for it to be considered Wagyu. Either way, this patty had to have been more. I I, I would I would say this is kind of coming in on like the half pound range. This patty it's incredibly incredibly dense patty it was greasy um they say it was uh they say that they cook them to uh medium rare um or medium well i mean and they hit it on the head they hit they hit it on the spot and uh i just got the deluxe which is actually the least expensive sandwich um because the, the lox is like a dollar less than they've got a buffalo bacon one. Which, I think you're there to taste the meat. I don't know why you want buffalo and bacon on it and stuff. But anyways, they, they use like a little, you know, everybody has like secret sandwich shop. Uh, secret sandwich sauce, but it's really just like ketchup and may mayonnaise or whatever. Which... Grosses me out to think that I'm willingly eating any amount of ketchup, but whenever it's secret sauce or whatever, there's other stuff. There's paprika and stuff in there, I'm pretty sure. So it's it's blending it's blending the original taste in well enough. But 
this this sandwich. It was probably I told Stephanie it was like the greasiest burger I've ever eaten. I think outside of a sit down place, there I have had greasier burgers. Um, but this thing was just moist. It was it was delicious, very flavorful. Like I said, it's very dense. When you the mouth feel of it was definitely, oh there were although there was a lot of fat. You could tell there was a lot of fat in the burger because of the grease content. There definitely um, was a, uh, I don't want to keep saying dense, but this dense, like, steaky mouthfeel. It, it's very, it's very good. Totally worth getting. I think my large combo, which means large drink and large curly fry, ended up being like 1140 something. It's, that's cheaper than when I got the, the two chicken sandwiches and the mozzarella sticks, and that wasn't even with a drink. So I think it's, it's reasonable for you to go out and try it once while it's in the uh, Arby's, I think, nationwide. Don't, you know, don't correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, there's no need to, because by the time your correspondence gets to me, it will already be out of Arby's anyways. It won't matter. But with that said, I'm going to post this episode today so that people can listen and hopefully get the chance to go out there and try it uh, before it flies out of the stores. Um, let's see. I think there was like... I think there's only one more point I want to make. I just went out, I, you know, took a shower, got my Hawaiian shirt on. Went out to walk the dogs, and uh, the neighbor's son graduated high school. I didn't even know that she had a son that was still in high school. I thought they were all college age. I mean, I guess te technically he's college age now. But, uh, you know, the graduation party's happening or whatever. And they're, I don't think they're having fun, but, but in quotations, they're having fun. They are at a graduation party. They are... I guess they could be at school or work, so this is this is slightly better than what they could be doing. Um, but I, I got to thinking about it, and I was like, man, all of my neighbors, when I was growing up, were invited to my graduation party. All of my neighbors, and that includes people down the street, like not technically our neighbors. Like, same thing for when my sister graduated. Even though I don't think... I was not at her graduation party long, but I did see a lot of my neighbors from growing up. And, uh... It's just really... It's really sad to me that, um, neighbors don't know each other. I mean, it is 2022. You know, um, the pandemic helped kill a lot of that camaraderie as you know, in the neighborhood uh and we never had it because we moved in you know if you've heard if you've heard some of the original episodes of the podcast i mean everybody knows it's and everybody knows just because everybody knows they went through it unless you were in a coma the whole time or something and just now woke up to only listen to this as your first entry into the real world you know that's a sad thing but uh <laughs> um Everybody knows that, like, we moved here right in 
like right at the beginning of everything shutting down. So we didn't get to meet you know, the neighbor who's having a graduation party. She told me uh, there's a there's like a crazy lady who walks around, but like don't mind her. She'll talk to herself. Just let her go go by down the alley or whatever. Um, and she's told us off about our like mowing our front yard and stuff a little bit. And she knocked on the door and I don't know asked a question one day or something. And that's like the most we've had interaction with any of our neighbors really because guy across the back alley we've talked twice guy across the street we've talked once guy or family across the street they moved the second that we <laughs> pretty much that we moved here and got comfortable with going back outside or whatever so like two months in they had moved to Colorado or something uh Lady who lived across the street, who, which the guy lives in across the street now, she moved like a week into us moving here. She was like, well, it won't matter in two days, but I just wanted to introduce myself. I don't even remember her last name or first name or anything. Little white-haired lady and, yeah, and then Jerry on the, on the east side of us, his house is a photography studio. He's, I don't think he's ever been there since the entire time that we've been uh here because I don't think I don't think he runs his photography business anymore like he used to. I think he he's also the the bee man. He's got bees and he's got honey that he sells and I don't I think that's all he does and he runs that out of a house in Richmond, I think. Or maybe like a farm somewhere, so but yeah, like we don't we just don't really know our neighbors. We don't really... I don't want to say we don't like them. That's bad, especially since this is recorded and some of them could find this and hear it and get disgruntled with me. I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care, but... Um, it's just weird that when I was in high school, you know, your neighbors would invite you to stuff. Like... They could have even selfishly sent us an invitation to where we would have had to oblige and given their son a gift. Or could have could have obliged and like went to the party with pops or like ice or like some side potato salad or something. <laughs> but it's not even like that. Like, it's weird. But, uh, so if you are a person listening and you have neighbors, uh, my charge to you, and I'm charging myself with this, I'm going to try to become a better neighbor because now I feel uh, not guilty, but now I feel like, well, I can't say this without stepping up myself. So if you are a neighbor to someone, step up. And, like, don't, like, don't, like, don't just hide in your house. Go out of your way to, like, make a conversation or or do something nice, potentially. Uh, and if you have a graduation party, especially if you're having pulled pork, invite me. <laughs> uh, well, guys, this was stupid. 
and a waste of time. But hopefully this next episode won't be. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Peace.